Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on a Tuesday, a warm Tuesday, as Maria lets you know. Uh, could get up into the 90s today, keeping that all rolling. And uh, if you're watching on the webcam today, the jacket has come off. Uh, we are here for the next two and a half hours. We're going to sit in for JMAC today, so we will be with you all the way until 3 o'clock uh, when the great uh, Jeff Kaplan will uh, get you home from work today. So we appreciate you joining us. We have a lot of ground to cover and uh, a lot of great guests that will be joining us today uh, just to give you an indicator of why you should either sit in your car for the next two and a half hours uh, or pull it up on your computer or get the uh, KSL News Radio app rolling uh, because we're going to be joined by three of our congressional delegations. Uh, we'll have uh, Representative Stewart, Representative McAdams, and uh, Representative Curtis all join us on various topics today, ranging from immigration to Iran uh, to election security. So we'll be hitting all of that. Uh, we'll also have two of our Salt Lake City uh, mayoral candidates will join us today. Uh, Jim DeBacchus will uh, come in with us, uh, as will uh, uh, David Ibarra uh, will be joining us today as well. Uh, we'll also have uh, Doug Wilkes from the Deseret News joining us and uh, Derek Brown from the Utah Republican Party. Uh, we'll weigh in on uh, some of their progress, the things that they're working on. Uh, and as mentioned before, at uh, 2 o'clock, at the uh, top of the 2 o'clock hour, we will go live to the uh, press conference uh, regarding Mackenzie Lewig and uh, her disappearance. We'll get some updates from law enforcement there. And so make sure you stay with us uh, all the way from 1235 right now, all the way until 3 o'clock today. Uh, a lot of ground to cover, so let's get on with it. There's There are a few news items going on as well today uh, that we wanted to hit. One of the big, uh, big news items of the day, uh, out of the White House, and very interesting, the, uh, the news actually came from Melania Trump. Uh, she made the announcement today that uh, her uh, uh, former employee, Stephanie Grisham, uh, has become the White House press secretary and communications director, uh, which is really interesting. So, one, the fact that the announcement did not come from the White House, it came from Melania, it came from the East Wing instead of the West Wing, uh, making that announcement, which is very interesting. Uh, but to me, the more fascinating component to this is that the president has actually combined two very big positions, the communications director position, uh, as well as the White House press secretary position uh, into one, uh, which is, uh, to me, a really fascinating thing. Uh, as a communications guy, I would say that's a really bad idea for the president uh, because you just those are two very different roles. Uh, a lot of overlap, a lot of coordination, to be sure. But uh, both of those are more than full-time jobs, especially in this White House. So uh, it will be interesting to see how Stephanie Grisham does. Uh, she also has an interesting Utah tie. She actually worked with the uh, Mitt Romney campaign 
during his presidential run a few years ago, and uh, but has been with the president since early on. Uh, she actually interacted with President Trump when he was still a candidate to help run an event down in Arizona, and uh, everyone liked what they saw in uh, Stephanie Grisham, and she's sort of been with the uh, campaign ever since. Uh, she was deputy press secretary under Sean Spicer uh, before she moved over to the East Wing to Melania Trump's team, uh, and now she's back in the West Wing. Uh, this is going to be a really fascinating one to watch, uh, to see how she is able to navigate. Uh, obviously, you have a president who is a free wheeler, who does a lot of his own press, uh, most of it by Twitter. And will she be able to hone the message in? Because this is a, a real critical period, I think, for uh, the White House and for the president as they gear up for 2020. Uh, it's, it is going to be about the messaging. And will the president be able to transcend kind of the day-to-day grind of the politics? Uh, we've we've seen over the last six months his uh, his Twitter engagement is dropping, uh, which to me sends a signal that people are getting a little tired of it. He needs something new. Uh, he needs a, a message that I think is going to resonate, uh, which to me seems to be a no-brainer in terms of jobs and the economy, uh, what's what's working and what's going right. So, again, it'll be very fascinating to see what uh, Stephanie Grisham does in a dual role. Again, White House press secretary. Uh, Will she reinstate the daily briefing? Will will that become uh, part of the routine once again? And then how does she do the communication strategy? Uh, I've said this over and over again, that your communication strategy has to be every bit as sophisticated and robust as your policy strategy. Uh, The president has some good things going in terms of, again, the economy, which I think will be the driving force in the 2020 election. And can he stay on that message? And uh, will Stephanie Grisham be able to deliver the kind of discipline to the communication shop that uh, has not been there uh, for quite some time? So that's something that we'll continue to watch and monitor. Also noteworthy today that the acting Customs and Border Protection uh, John Sanders has uh, announced his resignation uh, in the midst of uh, a lot of turbulence there. This is another situation where we are going from one acting uh, leader to another acting leader. Uh, and this is one that we're going to talk about this with Representative John Curtis, as well as with uh, Doug Wilkes, the editor of the Deseret News, on what is happening at the border. Uh, we'll also get that into context in terms of what's going on in Congress right now. Uh, Keep in mind, you've got a couple of things going on. You've got these stopgap spending bills uh, that are going to fund the Department of Homeland Security. And you have one that has been voted out of committee in the Senate, uh, which seems to have some decent bipartisan support. Uh, The House bill, on the other hand, uh, may get a vote later today. And the president has already said that he will veto that bill uh, because of some of the things that are included in it. And, of course, that's always the risk with these kind of bills is you get uh, all of what we call the Christmas tree ornaments, all the little add-ins and uh, add-ons that, again, raise the price tag uh, and really exceed the authority. And so the the president said he would veto the, the House measure. So then the question becomes if the Senate can pass their version then what will those in the House do? Uh, you had Steny Hoyer, uh, number two in the Democratic Party there in the House. Uh, he was asked about that this morning, and uh, his response was that the Senate bill was a good bill. So I think that's a signal both to his Democratic colleagues uh, in the House that, hey, if we can't get ours across the line, 
that we we may need to go ahead and vote for the Senate bill to see if we can't get something done. Because I I am certain, uh, talking to some of my Democratic friends back in Washington, that uh, they are very worried, very worried that if this drags out at all, especially given the images that we've seen, the reports that we have heard uh, about what is happening with some of the, the kids in particular down at the border, uh, that this will be one that the president will will flip and that the Democrats could end up owning uh, going into 2020 if if the Democrats are perceived as the the group that is uh, preventing the funding that would uh, get these kids what they need uh, in terms of just some basic services down there at the border. Uh, so we're going to continue to monitor that uh, very closely today. We've also got uh, news continuing to come out of Iran, and I'm really looking forward to uh, talking to Representative Chris Stewart about that from his foreign affairs chair and his unique perspective on all of that. Uh, it will be uh, be really interesting to see what his take is uh, on how the president is handling Iran. And, and then to me, the big question on this is, have we completely abandoned the role of Congress when it relates to this kind of action, uh, retaliation, war, all of those things. Uh, have we decided that Congress no longer gets to assert its uh, constitutional right and duty as it relates to that? Or as the president said this morning, uh, he could and he he probably might, uh, but he doesn't have to uh, from a legal standpoint. And so I think that's going to be an interesting debate. Uh, it'll be interesting to get uh, Congressman Stewart's take on the the president and the war powers uh, as that continues to to roll along there as well. All right, we're going to sneak in a uh, quick break here and uh, stay with us. When we come back, we will be joined by Representative John Curtis, who has been down to the border, uh, has some interesting insight in terms of what is going on and uh, how these bills might proceed. Uh, So don't go anywhere. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back.